This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Booyakasha! This is Michelangelo, aka Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. And I'm Keith McGuffey. And I remain Mike Templeton. And this week, we're jumping back into the comics, and I'm excited. Because you hate the European vacation that much? I just need a break from it, that's all. It's not that I hate (laughs) it. I just, you know, we've been covering it for a long time straight now, like a normal, longer than normal stint has been with the 87 series. It does feel like it's been a minute. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a minute since we've talked about the IDW books. Um, and yeah, I Turtles am... Comics. Turtles, Turtles comics, comics, yeah. Are like my favorite part of Turtles. So I get the most excited to talk about the comic books. And yeah, like it is... It's great to be back because... Because uh, I've been purposely holding off on reading uh, the books because like I want to I wanna go in fresh and read these for the show... But like we're at the end of the Armageddon game. Like, in fact, one of you know the issues that we're reading is the final issue of that you know little mini series. So, you know, like yeah, like we're at the end, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. of this event, and it is it is coming to a head. Yeah, right? we're no next next week will be the not next week, but the next episode we have of that is covering comics will be the final chapter. So. Yeah, so this week we're doing the Armageddon game number six, the ongoing number 138, and then the Armageddon game, the Alliance number six. Three, what we can describe as comics of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but no, you know, these are great. <laughs> these were great. <laughs> these are really good, yeah. I, I, really res- I reserve that gag for the 87 show. <laughs> the 87 series, yes. Oh, you know, I mean, next time we talk about it, we'll be out of the European vacation. So, you know, well, we're finishing up the European vacation and then yes, there's like one episode left. But, you know, we'll be yeah, getting, one, we'll one possibly Sherlock Holmes episode left. Oh, I can't yes. wait for that one. But right now we get to bask in the glory that is Ninja Turtles comics. And I'm excited for it. So without further ado, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! So, my issue, Armageddon Game number 6, was released March 15th of 2023. The story is by Tom Waltz. The art by Vincenzo Federici. Colors by Heather Breckel. Letters by Sean Lee. Editorial assistant, Nicholas Nino. And editor, Charles Beecham. So... While chaos is continuing in Mutant Town, Chirrell prepares to defend Burno Island and has Krang and his body discarded. 
At Stockman's mayoral office, the Rat King explains that Krang is no longer in control of the Utroms and that the current attack is being led by Terrell. He encourages Stockman to take advantage of this crisis to gain more power. The Turtles are in over their heads as they try to protect the mutants of Mutant Town. An all-out war is being waged there between the EPF and the Utrom. Old Hob, Man Ray, and Herman make their way to a stash of explosives to carry out their plan. They are, uh, the Turtles are assaulted by the Gang of Four, but this time the gang has guns instead of the ninja weapons that they're not any good with. Just when it seems that they have no hope left because the Gang of Four has pinned the Turtles down, the cavalry arrives in the form of a giant flying cowhead with Leo, Shredder, and Cherube in his mouth. The Gang of Four retreats. Sari and the Nova Posse arrive at Burno Island. In the scrap pile on the island, Metalhead, Krang's current body, reboots. He shocks Krang, bringing him back to life. After an analysis, it is determined that Krang now has 52.4% life functions, which for Krang is more than enough to finish what he started. To be continued. We quickly pick up in issue 138. Original release date, March 22nd, 2023. Written by Sophie and pencils by Pharaoh. After going their separate ways and accomplishing all their missions, the five turtles are finally reunited and are fighting together in Mutant Town. It's a heated battle between the mutants, the EPF, and the Utroms when Sally arrives with reinforcements, including students from the Splinter Dojo. Only then does the tide begin to turn. We quickly switch focus to Sari and the Nova Posse back on Burnout Island. They've come to challenge Terrell and end his hostilities between the Utroms and the Triceratons once and for all. When Sari is successful in her mission by stabbing Terrell in the head, she convinces the Utrom forces to retreat, leaving the mutants with just the EPF to tangle with. Jenica is then able to use her training and performs a Kujikiri, exposing the lies and misinformation from the Rat King, Madam Null, and Baxter Stockman to everybody in Mutant Town. At the end of the issue, Man Ray and Old Hob and the Weasels are accidentally blow a giant hole that separates Mutant Town from the rest of Mutant City. But Man Ray, unfortunately, is lost. At the end of our issue, the Weasels are assumed dead when Alapex finds them and takes them off on her own, revealing that she's going to start her own clan. Old storytelling. All right, rounding us out. We have Armageddon Game, The Alliance number 6. This is the last issue of The Alliance. Uh, originally released April 19th, 2023. Written by Eric Burnham. Art by Roy Mercado. Colors by William Soares. Letters by Sean Lee. So Karai is meeting with Baxter. I'm sorry, Karai is meeting with Casey, April, Winters, and Detective Lewis to go over their plan. They want to expose Baxter, working with Null and they decide they need to go through the imposter turtles that are under Null's control. This will, disrupt Null. this will disrupt Null and Baxter's plan by exposing the attack on Baxter as staged to, sw- to persuade public opinion. The plan is for Karai to reach out to her mole in Null's organization, which turns out to be Krissa, the mutant snake. Uh, she leaks where April is supposed to be. Null sends the imposter turtles to pick up April, but are ambushed by Bebop and Rocksteady, pinned down by Winter's gunfire, and attacked by Casey, Nobody, and Alapex. They try to get away by going roofside, but Koya is there to cut off the retreat. 
Karai shows up and offers them a deal. If they can beat her, they can have April. Of course, uh, they don't beat her, and she destroys their genetic cloaking devices, exposing them as humans. April recorded the whole thing and is leaking it to the press. Karai later, Karai later infiltrates Null and Baxter's office with the rest of the Foot Clan. Null is apparently able to drain a guy's life force, but uh, Baxter decides to, dis- to skedaddle his way out of there with some of his flyborgs, only to find that Karai is already in his getaway car. She reveals that she recorded Baxter's conversation with Null, including the part where they admit to wanting to wipe out the mutants. That's a little hard for Baxter to spin into positive press, and Karai successfully blackmails him for a favor to be, ter- to be returned at a later date. The end. Wow. What a what a set of issues here. A lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of lot of stuff going on. And that it's it's intense because it's 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 intense because it's the last three issues or the penultimate three issues. So uh yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Hey, uh, nice junk. Do any of you guys really have anything for Armageddon Games number six? I don't. I, there's not a whole lot of like callbacks. Um or anything other than uh, I think we we see the bottom half of Bronze's face. We we saw that before. Seen bronze. Before, we we though, see yeah. his whole face before. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think they showed us just his bald head. Because like yeah, because it's like very specific, very specifically just the bottom half of his face, and I was like, oh. But if we've already seen him, then uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was smoking a cigar. Like I, I feel like we've seen him before. Was he? Was he? I don't know if he was smoking, but we have seen him before. He was in the previous issues. Because I remember already making note of that the the last time we were talking about it. Mr. King. Oh, yeah, you're right. We, yeah, he's smoking a cigar. He's in a helicopter. Oh, yeah, he was smoking a cigar then. Hey, can't remember my social security number. It was literally the, la- it was literally the last issue of Armageddon Game. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, there wasn't, like, I mean, it's refreshing. But there wasn't really any callbacks in the issue to, to anything yeah. or like any really Easter eggs or things to, to point out. Yeah. Well, actually, except for, I actually did want to talk about this, though. So they bring Krang back to life. And so I was wondering what you guys think. Like, will this series ever close the book on Krang and Shredder entirely? Or does it seem like they're like, because like they have. I haven't been afraid to, like, kill Bishop or Darius Dunn or some of, like, the other, like, I guess you'd probably call them smaller villains for this series. But it seems like they always kind of open the door back up on Krang. You know, because before he was arrested and imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Now he's out. Now they killed him. And now he's brought back to life. But he's only got, like, 50-whatever percent life function. So I'm wondering if maybe he'll die doing like his last act of like vengeance or something like that and they'll still have him die maybe or not. yeah this is i mean if you think about it this is the second time he's come back to life because he came back to life in leatherhead before yeah yeah because we've seen him get eat by leatherhead yeah that's what it was before yeah, yeah oh. and you're no you're right like it, it is it is kind of disconcerting that like that that, that it, it does almost kind of feel like they're afraid to get rid of them. Um, but we yeah. did talk about it last time, how that like that death for Krang kind of felt uneventful like that, that fight between him and Sherelle went by, went by so quickly that it didn't feel like an epic finish for a character like Krang. So I, 
I get what you're saying. I just don't think that that, that was ever going to be like teased in this issue that it was going to be like, oh, the final death of Krang. Like, yeah. And it makes sense that he came back. Um, like, in fact, back, like, it was shocking. Um, and in fact, like, when we get into the next issue, because I have some stuff about some characters who died there. Um, but I am hopeful like, that, like, he, this is like maybe like his last act you know, of his life kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it, like it makes sense that that, that like this would, this has to be building up to something because they have to get rid of Krang at some point. Like, yeah, he, yeah where they're going is like, they need to kind of close the door on the, the evil Utrams and uh, get to the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, cause, cause Sari even says in the next issue that like, you know, this is the next generation of the Utrams. Like they're not the bad guys here. Yeah. And they're so cute too. Those little baby yeah. Utrams. So yeah, so let's get into that next issue. Um, pretty crazy that like Sherelle got stabbed right in the fa- like right in the forehead. Yeah. yeah, I thought she got him in the eye. I, mean, I did too. I yeah. thought she got him in the eye, but then like she she like uh, puts that picture of him in her hologram message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a big old head br- or a big old hole right between his eyes. So which again, like. It's oh. like- they won't let the turtles kill, but like, just let Sari kill everyone, right? Yes, Sari <laughs> will just murder and it everyone. Was, it was with the horn spike that, that she took from her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so cool. that was kind of cool. Um, but probably almost as shocking was uh, Man Ray's death. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm still, I still don't know how to process that because that one would just, just felt so like out of pocket. Yeah, because like I, I kind of missed how the weasels like all of a sudden turned on him. Yeah, but yeah, and then, weird, but like it was because he had he had kidnapped them at some point or something, right? Right, yeah. like in yeah, and it's like he had kidnapped them before, so they were kind of like mad at like a past thing. But it came like right after, um, it came right after uh, Jenny did her. Um, Kujikiri and then like everybody got like all the everybody found out about the evil things that everybody was doing and I was like what did Man Ray do like Man Ray's not part of um, the Rat Kings group and so I was, I was I just couldn't I didn't understand like why the, the weasels had suddenly turned on him um, well, it's, they, they, but they've been building up to it the whole issue because they keep talking about how he's bad he kidnapped them he took them uh, like that's kind of there they weren't there for Jenny's Kujikiri you know, thing no, I know yeah, they. I know they else. weren't, but it's like, but was her Kujikiri like just for that area? Was it for everybody in Mutant Town? I think like, it's got a radius, you know. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how big of a how big of a net it had cast. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I so I guess I mean because the issue had moved so quickly. Um, yeah. I guess like, I I guess I probably just missed the weasels like talking about it. Um, but it was pretty shocking. Like I was honestly like pretty shocked that because I, I thought the weasels had died too and I yeah. was like there's no way they killed the weasels too <laughs> right that's what I come to Ninja Turtles for is all the child murder right yeah exactly <laughs> the child murder and the murder by children right that was messed up and I I don't I, I really like Ray as a character so I, I was sad to see him go yeah like this version of Ray is pretty interesting um and it was really, it was really kind of, um, it was kind of, I don't want to say like it's, it was cool, but it was like, I liked seeing Hobbs so affected by it. Yeah. yeah. 
Like he really feels like he genuinely probably one of the first times he feels like he messed up. Yeah. Uh, another thing in this issue is I don't know if Zebulon has ever had fire breath before. I dig. I like seeing him doing the whole like blast and blue flame out of his mouth. But I even in the Avengers comics, I don't know if we ever even spent I guess probably enough time with the Nova Posse to yeah yeah I don't think to so. see him do that. I just I like, like the Nova Posse. <laughs> yeah, I like too. Like after he fries those Krang, they have like like skeletons almost. It kind of reminded me of that like one Krang that shows up in the finale of Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I, I don't know. I just like the, the Nova Posse. I'd like to see them appear in more stuff as well because I just think that I don't know. There, there's something, there's something there. Like the character designs are great. You've just got this group of like interesting people that seem interesting. I would totally read a Nova Posse spinoff series if they ever made it. Just saying. I mean, no, same. Like we've talked about it before. How the the turtles universe is kind of big enough now that like spinoff books probably could, you know, work on their own. And I think a Nova Posse book, you know, that could do the cosmic, you know, area that like turtles is always hinted at is out there. Cause like, yeah. we know, we know like, you know, with the neutrinos, the triceratons and the utroms, I mean, that's basically your Marvel cosmic trifecta of the Kree, the skull, the scroll and the Shi'ar. Yeah. Well, and even then, like you've got, uh, I forgot his name, but you've kind of got all the tension that's going on to mention X between, you know, the neutrino group and that other guy that I, I forgot his name, but you kind of have that there and see, you know, that other guy's kind of the villain there now. So like you mm. can have something there as well as there's so much from like fast forward that you can pull from and just make the Gen X stuff like they have been. Yeah, or or, yep. or yeah, or just or super know, alien stuff. We know yeah, Malignant's well, out there too. Yeah, She's, she like, showed up for a couple of issues. So yeah, so there, there's so many things that you can pull from, as well as you can create in there as well, and tell new stories in there. So I'm, you know, I'd be excited to see more in Dimension X, even if it was the Turtles instead of the Nova Posse. I mean, it doesn't have to be the Nova Posse. Here's what you do: you, was just, like, you just put Ginny with the Nova Posse. Let them. There we go. Yeah, send Venus go, off right. with. I mean, you know, we get, right? yeah, like hey, there you go. Yeah, like yeah, send Venus off with. I mean, I don't know. Like sending Jenny off would be would be cool, and it would kind of suck because like if if you send Jenny off like to go join the Nova Posse, which she hasn't really like hung out with at all during this entire crossover. I know that's true. It would pretty much just be um, it, it, that would kind of come out of nowhere, especially especially because like after her two miniseries, like really established that she like belongs in Mutant Town. Mm-hmm. Which um, she got all the ties to the Foot Clan and everything. Yeah, like she's got well, she's got her ties back, to the Foot so. Clan. She's got you know she saw Sheena here. Um, you know it, she she she's the sheriff. You know, yeah. Um, like if anybody would go off with the Nova Posse, it would probably be Mikey or Leo. Yeah, they've already been. Well, they I guess they went and recruited them anyway. So yeah, yeah you can, I mean, and Leo, we can get volume ahead. four and have like Michelangelo leave with Sari again. You know, that's where get, that's, get where, I was, that's where I was going. There you go. There that's where I was is. going. Like, you could have go with them. You could have Mikey go with them, and not necessarily do that whole storyline, but <laughs> um, but you could have, but you could have Mikey go go join effectively the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's like the Guardians in Marvel, like you know, earth characters join up with them all the time. Like, 
you know, Iron Man was a member at one point. Carol, you know, uh, Captain Marvel, she was uh, a member for at one point. Like Kitty Pride led them in one version. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, I mean, it may even be good to like, I don't know, have like short periods where you maybe split off like some of like one of the turtles at least just to kind of because like I feel like Jenica hasn't quite gotten quite the chance she needs to be a little bit more fleshed out as far as like team dynamic and things go. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, was I just, agree. I was just weird because she's had two different mini. I was going to say like it's <laughs> ironic that you say that, but you did say specifically the team dynamics and those were her solo books. So yeah, I. I agree with you there. Like it does feel like Jenny really kind of needs that opportunity to do a team thing, but that's why I think it would be probably a little bit more um, beneficial for her to lead the uh, splinter clan and have Leo be the one to leave for a bit. Maybe. Yeah. He is I don't know. Man. Yeah. It, it's just one of those, I don't know. Like I, I do feel like they need to do something with Jenny, though, because it just, like, I don't know. But then again, we haven't even really seen, like, the characters butt heads a lot, which is probably themselves, which is, like, was kind of a staple in in most Ninja Turtles and Tom Waltz run and things like that. And so, like, it's kind of feels like it's just been this whole period of ever since Mutant Town, like, Mutant Town started that all the turtles just kind of get along. And like nothing, no one ever like really butts heads with each other. And like well, all I mean, the other, stories are... other than Raph, other than Raph doing his own stupid, you know, vigilante night watcher thing. Well, I mean, he's he's the the sheriff and he kind of is having his relationship problems with Alopex. And that has only just started recently. But for a long time in the yeah. run, like, I don't know, it just didn't feel like there was any, it was very much like introverted, like, you know, self problems rather than like group problems uh you know rather than like extroverted like problems with each other clashing personalities kind of problems uh kind of going on throughout the the last little while it's always kind of felt to me like uh like jenica like the reason she's hanging out with the turtles is because she is a turtle Mm -hmm. you know yeah like i i feel like i don't know if they could used to even have something with her like talking about splinter more you know and and her him being a father figure kind of thing and having them kind of bond over that yeah. like yeah i mean I, I, I get that i mean part of the problem is that we it, it's funny to say that because we did have you know 26 issues of kind of slow time um but it's like that there hasn't really been a whole lot of time to address that kind of stuff because like yeah, Mutant Town kind of slowed everything down. I'm talking about Mutant Town, the arc. Um, yeah. But it's like, it it wasn't the right time. It wouldn't have been the right time for, for Jenny to do that because, you know, she's still kind of trying to figure out like how to be a turtle and, a, you know, and a mutant. And I, it's I like, but that's and the, the turtles is- are, and the turtles at the same time, like they're having new problems with them now being the leaders of the community and stuff. So it's like, I get what you're saying. I just don't think, I just don't think we've had the opportunity for that to happen. But especially, but think, especially because like Armageddon game happened like right after mutant town. But I think like post mutation should have been the time to do that, you know, into like, 
kind of give her that, but it kind of immediately went into like, we're in mutant town. We're all meeting other people and like outside of each other. Like it doesn't like the group kind of had this thing where like everyone kind of came together for like a couple issues where they had like, okay, this is where everyone's at after that whole thing. Mm. Now we're mutant town. And then it was like, boom, Jenica meets Sheena, you know, Michelangelo starting his podcast, Donatello's meeting Mona Lisa, you know, Shredder and Al, I mean, not Shredder, Raphael and Alopex, you know, are kind of doing their thing. And then like, nothing's really happening with Leo. Like he's kind of started a dojo. And, and so like instantly, instead of like the group, I feel like becoming more of a group, like they're just instantly branching out into a community. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like they've had, they've given them the opportunity to have, like really come together and made her make her like a part of the family. That's exactly, I mean, that's you you described exactly what I was saying. Like they've had all of that stuff happening. And it's like, especially because like the turtles are going out on their own for the first time in a community where they can be accepted. So it's like, it kind of makes sense that they would all be so separated. So Jenny just didn't have that opportunity to like really sit down and be like that, especially also too, because like the turtles already kind of know Jenny from like, you know, how she feels about Splinter from when, before she was mutated. Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, remember Splinter died like right after she was mutated. Yes. Yeah, so when we get to see them like kind of mourn and everything in, in December's like last, not last, last but the December before's issue, like one. Yeah. The, 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 yeah the, the really good holiday issue. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite issues. That's probably that is my favorite issue of Sophie's run so far. But um Yeah, like I, I just I don't know. Like I just feel like there needs to be something there to kind of make her feel like a more cemented part of the team. And and yeah, it, it just feels like she's still kinda on the outside of it. I definitely remember there was an, there was at least one issue where Leo refers to her as like part of the family. I'm like, you guys have only really talked like Four or five times, I think, though. <laughs> so it was a little. Uh, well, I mean, techni- to say that, but. technically, she is related by blood now. So fair enough. True, it is literally his blood. That- it is literally Leo's blood. So yeah, I know. I, I guess I would like to see like maybe a moment where Jenica gets to like really talk about like Splinter and the effect he had on her, or something. Because like, that. Cause, like it, it was yeah. there in those first issues, but like like it was there like in what is Ninja and in in other issues before, you know, before 100. But I just think that maybe, I don't know, giving her something to to bond over, or, or maybe even just having her clash with the turtles for a little bit, and having her kind of leave, and then and then come back, you know, or I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like they could do something to try and make it more, to really, like, bring her into the family more, I guess. Yeah. But it just feels like the familial relationships have just all been, like, very perfect ever since uh, issue 100. Well, we're still in the second time around and we haven't even touched our third issue yet. I was so, going to say, yeah, yeah. which probably <laughs> great discussion. We should maybe refocus now. Yeah. So 138. I don't have a whole lot except. Rocksteady says that uh, so so Rocksteady he's like at the end of this alley and he claps his hands really hard and that like knocks over all the imposter turtles and he says it's like his favorite movie which I'm assuming is one of the Hulk movies it's it's Hulk's signature uh, special yeah. move the thunderclap yeah 
And by the Which way, we're cool. talking about we're talking about Alliance number six. You, you actually said one thirty eight, Keith. So just I'm sorry, I I'm scrolled to a weird. Yeah, place. so we're on Alliance number six, the yeah. final issue of the Alliance. But yeah, I know that Hulk reference is pretty great. It being like his favorite character or something like that at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like that. That was fun. Uh, I actually I don't really have anything besides that either. Yeah, like these these issues move very quickly, so there there weren't a whole ton of like references or anything other than yeah. like what we've named so far. We're also um, kind of past all the buildup at this point. Yeah, so exactly. Like like we like said, out, like you know? we are we are racing towards the end. Um, has it had it been established before that like Karai had a plant inside of uh Null? I don't think I don't so, think but so. I do like that it's Krissa because also. It was kind of Krissa that kind of screwed up and like April got away. Yeah. Uh, and also like we were able, it pay, plays off on a thread way back in TMNT universe where like Krissa seemed sympathetic and more like, I don't know. Like, like she like, wanted to help out the mutants. Yeah. Like, like she wasn't necessarily all the way for Noel and, you know, it's kind of good. Yeah. I thought it was a great reveal. Yeah. I, I'm a fan. And I like, I like the, I like the Lodi just kind of rolls with it. Yeah. I, well, I think she's, I don't know, you know, she's one of those characters that I think that she probably at this or point Zodi, maybe Zodi, has I call her Lodi. Yeah. I but can't I think tell she if, maybe... like, she, I don't know if she knew it came from Karai or if she's just assuming that, like, it's one of, it's like an informant of Chris's or something. I don't know. But well, it, I think, yeah, because like... it's like, does Zodi, because Zodi says, like, I'm glad to see you're taking the initiative. Mm-hmm. But like, what does Zodi mean exactly by that? Yeah, like just Krissa taking initiative in general because Chris is so shy all the time, or like Chris is taking the initiative to kind of undermine Madame Null, and Zodi wants a piece of that because Zodi kind of is annoyed at Madame Null. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I'm I'm not one hundred percent certain, but I. I hope we get to see a bit more of it. I know that's the last issue of the Alliance, but maybe we'll get to see more of Krissa in the later issues. I definitely, but yeah, I feel, I feel like, I feel like what we have, um, I feel like because, because the Alliance issues are ending, like the way it ends with Karai want, or, you know, getting that, you know, blackmail on, on Stockman. Like, I think that's going to set up to come back. Hopefully it comes back during Armageddon game. I mean, I'm okay. I don't know. Kind of a new era and a new arc with like the foot and things like that as well for post Armageddon game. That's, that's well, so, okay. So, but, so that, so that'll be the thing. And we'll talk, I could talk about that in my next section. Okay. But yeah. Um, but the, I will say the thing with like Chris and Zodi is like, it's always seemed like they're kind of teetering on the edge. Like it's been a thing for a while when they've confronted with the turtles that they like, maybe, you know, mm. like they're trying to get them to switch to the mutant side and try and switch to like the turtle side and get away from Noel. And so it'll be great to see if that finally pays off here with, with those threads that they can switch sides and, and be good guys. Because I, I like both those characters. But we will now move to the next section so we can uh, talk about some of those things that uh, we did not like so much in anchovies. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it low. So in Armageddon Games number six, uh, another another thing kind of like the lasers, uh, like Mikey seems like he gets shot at like point blank in this issue by a gun and it doesn't like kill him. Like, it seems like it's just kind of like an, an ouch, the back of my head. Oof. You know? Mikey, like, Mikey might shot. just be invincible. Because, like, doesn't later he get, like, like the, the butt of a gun right in, like, the base of his skull? And he's just, like, like fine. It seems like, it seems like the barrel of a gun, I think, is what it was. Which is, like, why didn't you then shoot? I don't know. I, I It's just in general, like, I just am not a fan of the gunfight scenes in this issue. Like, I, I know that they're they're going for like a close quarters combat thing. Cause the turtles have their weapons. But when it comes to guns, like you really have to have like the turtles pulling some sort of evasive maneuvers and bullets missing them. Or if you really want to raise the stakes, like have someone get like shot in the arm or the shoulder, you know, you got to have them like ducking for cover and being pinned down. Like that's kind of the way you got to do gunfight scenes. Like you can't have characters just getting like shot in, the back of the head or you know like smacked with the barrel of a gun when they could very easily be shot because that's another thing it's like they get mikey down on the ground later in 138 you know or no and it wasn't armageddon gear number six and he's down on the ground and they've got their gun pointed down at him and it's like and then reinforcements show up and it's like they could very easily just pull the trigger and, and end it right there yeah. like super quickly <laughs> you know and so it's one of those things where like you you have to take that stuff into account i feel like with with gunfight scenes for me personally uh, and you've got to, you know, like I said, you got to like pin them down. Like they got to be like taking cover. They can't get out. There's no way out. And then that's when the cavalry arrives, you know, like, yeah, it, it's tough, you know, and it, it's tough to make a gun fight scene. That's like exciting and close quarters and like get to see characters closer to each other. But it, it is necessary when you, when you bring out guns, in my opinion. I, I like that's that's kind of the biggest reason why like I'd love to mm. see this adapted that would be new is getting to see some of these action scenes that I feel like could get more time be given more time and I could get you know we could get to see them animated and happen in a, in a different way uh, that's probably the biggest thing I would love to see out of like an IDW adaptation is is that but anyway that that's all that issue yeah I don't have much for Armageddon game six all right, so 138. Uh, I can't remember. Had it been established that Burnout Island has breathable air now? Um, I mean, it's always had it for like for trans- the neutrons, neutrons, yeah. people. It could but be like for Sari, aliens. Yeah, you're. I guess you're right because yeah, Sari go Sari does doesn't take humans with her. Yeah, like they're they're all aliens. And and the Triceratons have been breathing there just fine too. They kind of can breathe in that other atmosphere as well. They seem like they were mutated to be able to 
survive in many places because they seem like they can breathe oxygen just fine and the the climate on Brno Island, which makes sense for soldiers you've created. I I gotta be honest, I really hate the name Man Ray. I much prefer Ray Filet or just Ray. Every time they say Man Ray, it takes me out of it. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like the name Man Ray, but I can see why calling him that, like in in this sense, I guess, in this world, would be a little on the well, and Ray Filet is silly, but at least it like rhymes. Man Ray sounds like a really bad euphemism or double entendre, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. And yeah, again, I didn't like seeing him killed. I was like, oh no, they killed Ray. And the weasels, I guess. But no, Ray! (laughs) Yeah. Not Uh, Ray. I I was with you there. Like, I I don't know. I like him. But at the same time, like, so much happened this issue. Like, it it feels like it came at us at like a million miles an hour where just like, boom, Terrell's dead. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, they killed Man Ray? Like, having that on top of it and having it all just like, happened so fast yeah. and again it's, it seemed like I, I i felt like it came out of kind of nowhere with the weasels killing them oh i've never yeah, shown I, like that level of violence before you yeah know? yeah well i mean they did have like you know the little didn't they have like little bloody red eyes like originally they might have like, like bef- before they before they got like really domesticated they i don't know I'm sure like these kids they're being raised by Hob and they're with Hob for a lot of time. And yeah. so like I can see that he would be like an awful influence on them. Yeah, so, so like, it it does it does suck to have Man Ray kind of go like that though. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, like it like I said I hope that this branches out into something really good with Alopex and those weasels cuz you know, like I said, it, it, we did get to see, like Mike mentioned earlier, Hob. Um, you know, Hob coping with it and thinking that the weasels died. Um, yeah. But I, I hope it pays out. You know, I hope that narratively this leads into something more rather than being a way to, I don't know, I guess just kill Man Ray for some reason. <laughs> Man Ray. Um. Alopex's new outfit, I'm not really that big a fan of. I don't know why. I just kind of prefer more of the the classic look of the earlier issues more than the whole, like, pants and crop Hobo ninja? Thing. Yeah, the, the hobo ninja thing. I mean, honestly, I didn't really notice a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh... Have we ever figured out what that thing on our face is? It's not paint, is it? No, it's it's like a part of, like, her fur. And, like, it's like a mood symbol. Like, is it? It changes like when she was controlled by different people. She's just a mutant. That's a weird mutation to have like a mood ring on your face. Well, I, I don't know if it was that or if it was um, something kind of left over when she was bonded with Kitsune. Yeah, it seems like it was purple when she was like bonded with Kitsune, and then it turned blue after she like abandoned her kind of thing. And now, it's, yeah, now I mean, it's, it's like. You know, it's pink, like it's been green before, it's been blue. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she does dye it. You know, maybe she kind of just dies. I think her we fur. need I think we need Tom and Sophie to come on the show. And Explain that's that. gonna be the only question that we ask them. Yeah. <laughs> is I, what's the deal with Alapex's face mark? 
I mean, perhaps it is just like hair dye, you know, but she's just like, yeah, like I want to dye like a mask over my face because I think it looks cool. I, I don't know. I would be okay with that. It wouldn't bug me if that was just straight up the answer. She gets bored of the color and she's like, yeah, you know what? I want hot pink now. Sounds good, but yeah, I, I swear like the there was an issue where like it just like suddenly changed. Yeah, no, it did got... seem like it was purple while she was evil and then when she like officially was like a good, well, on the good side it was blue. Yeah. Anyway. But I like the Alliance back. number six. So what I was saying earlier uh, is I really hope that this payoff for like Karai um, getting the blackmail material on Baxter. Mm-hmm. I really hope that pays off in Armageddon game because it will have felt like all of six of these issues have been for nothing. Then, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Because like, I mean, because as you all know, that has been my biggest complaint about the Alliance issues is that they've all kind of meandered except for like Sophie's Venus issue. Mm-hmm. Um, which like was the best one, but like, and was also and, the only one that didn't join the Alliance. And she's also the only one that didn't join the Alliance. And so yeah. it's like, it's really going to feel like if that doesn't come back in the next three issues, that really feels like it's that, like I had been saying, the Alliance did not have to be its own book. Yeah. Well, and I guess the, the other thing with it is I think that this series, this this big event is meant, I mean, it's definitely meant to set up a new status quo. Uh, oh, definitely. Like so that's that's the thing is I'm I I'm thinking that we will see like maybe the blackmail thing pay off, but I you know, we may even see Karai switch sides over to, you know, with Stockman. And you know, that kind of creates the the villain foot dynamic or mistrust there. Uh again. I'm curious like what what she wants from this that Stockman could provide, you know? Yeah. So I like I said I hope to pay yeah, off. He's like this. he's rapidly losing because not only not only did uh not only did April have like the backup and everything because I don't think they I don't think April had like broadcast that. Um yeah, she said she backed it up. Um like the the blackmail material. She said she backed it up to like the cloud and she sent a file to her mom. Um but like it, it wasn't on like YouTube or anything yet. Um so there's that, but like everybody in 138 already saw, like thanks to Jenny's uh, power, like everybody already kind of saw the truth. Like Jenny's power is specifically revealing the truth. Yeah. So it's like who? I was like the only people that are really going to find out are the people that I guess who weren't really who weren't just there. But it's like <laughs> the secret's already out for for Baxter. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know how I necessarily, like, even feel about, like, that power, because it's one of those things where it's an air mystery for the turtles ever again. Like, <laughs> well, you know? I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're going to keep these powers for much longer. I think, because I think even uh, Shredder said, like, these are just, just for this fight. Yeah, we'll see. And then, then he leaves, like, in the yeah, middle I was gonna, of these issues. I meant know? to talk about that my second time around. Um in uh 138 he just dips at the end of yeah. the issue and yeah, so well, something something's going on with that guy 
I mean, Kitsune's mask is on one thing. Is on the yeah. So, so, so Kitsune's mask is on the next issue, and he specifically says like he's got something to go deal with. So I, I imagine and, we might see the rest of the pantheon getting involved a little bit more. Well, because it's because it because then on Armageddon game number seven we see you know Frog Baron and the rest of the characters. Um, yeah. The rest of the pantheon there, and Kitsune's been asleep the entire time. Yeah. So it's like, is she finally going to wake up? Like, yeah, it's kind of more waiting for to see. That's kind of in the speculation territory. Yeah, this is why yeah. I try not to look forward at covers because, like, Armageddon Games number eight clearly shows Crane back alive around the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that got spoiled for me too. I was like, ah, oh, looks like he's coming back alive. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, first I was like, looks like he's coming back alive. And then I read the first few pages of that issue where, like, Trail has him thrown away and he's still laying unconscious. And I'm like, no way. They really did it. They killed him. Like, that's pretty epic. And, yeah. and then he comes back alive at the very end of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, mean, I nearly, it's... like, freaked out and started talking about it on the internet, like, without reading the entire issue after the final page. I was like, okay, he's back alive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to kind of be surprised by all of that stuff because you know previews you know where comic book stores order their issues like the the website previews world um like you can find out that stuff months in advance like these issues like 130 uh 138 was up for solicitation back in january you know um so like with with the covers so it's like it's kind of hard to be surprised by a lot of this stuff. And, you know, as we're going to talk about in uh, the news segment, like, you know, the, the comics get announced early. So yeah. like, how, how far own... in advance did we find out about like Venus before she was actually in the issue? It was like two months before, right? Oh yeah. It was a long time before. Yeah. My only anchovy for, for Alliance number six is the Roy Mercado's art is kind of inconsistent. Like, there are some panels, like there's like some of Noel and things like that, that like perfect, like great detailed faces, like it looks really good. And there's others where like suddenly people kind of have like potato faces where like it just did like, it just doesn't look as good. The expressions yeah. are weird. Uh, wasn't, wasn't a fan. Well, I I'd said this before about like the way he drew Casey and it was like, Casey looks like an old woman. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like yeah. It, it very much so in this issue. Um, yeah, but like, like April looks, looks really fine. Good. Karai looks fine. Yeah, well, Karai sometimes looks fine. Like sometimes she looked really good, and other times she had a really weird face. Uh, you know, like Noel looks really great. Every panel that she in, in Stockman had mm. quite a few that were all right. But like, like I said, it's just inconsistent. Sometimes you'll see a character's face, and, and I, you'll like that looks really good. And there's other times, and I just want to, I just want to say too, like. The three of us, we are not comic book artists. Faces are hard to draw. No, they they um, are so, yeah. like us saying that about Roy Mercado's art is not a dig at his at his talent. No, like he is definitely a much more talented artist than I am at all. Like he can he would draw my pants off. Uh, you know, if I ever meet Roy Mercado, I'm like, hey, could you draw the stranger with his pants off, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I said that and I was like, <laughs> I could use better words there. I do that a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I 
don't know. He's, you know, definitely a good artist and much better than, than I could ever, uh, you know, giving this criticism. Um, having said that, though, compared to other comic book art and other things in comics I've consumed, it, it just could use a little bit more refining in, in some areas and some panels versus others. Um, I was really surprised we didn't see the punk frogs come in this issue, given Casey's whole issue with the punk frogs. I, like, I was really hoping for them, them to show up and not nobody in Alopex, who seems to be everywhere in these issues. Hmm. Kind of I mean, like haven't seen what them in I was, a minute since their alliance issue. Kind of like what Alopex. I was saying about how the alliance issues are, have a hard time being justified. Um. And like, did we do we know that Karai had a holographic projector thing? Well, I mean, it was a surprise that ninjas have the best tech. Yeah, it did kind of come out of nowhere, and it felt like they did try to explain it away with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that—that that was that was very much a hand wavy line. Yeah, yeah. Because like, where does where does Karai have access to that tech? Like, but maybe that's developing though, because like. Karai is reforming the foot and is trying to, like, I guess, do something that will give them power in the modern era and make them more modern. Well, and so, like, maybe we will right, start but, seeing things. But we like didn't see, then. but we didn't see anything like leading up to that when she was in Japan. Like, I mean, she, she back, didn't. That's way back in Japan. Like from the beginning of the alliance, though, she stated that, like, like we've seen her being like, okay, I am going to. Be, doing what shredder couldn't do with the foot and i'm going to like bring it into power establish into power save it and so like i'm i'm waiting to see because like i I don't know all i'm saying is that i'm not going to criticize it too heavy now because i'm waiting to see if this is a part of what she's developing later we Mm -hmm. have we seen it before yet no but this could be hinting at and getting us prepped for her to be like i've got tech you know like i'm i'm making this ninja clan more modern and using modern things and technology and everything else to help us be more powerful and that i don't know i'm just waiting to see if it's a part of it or not i guess is all i'm saying that would be cool you can bring in dr chaplin there you go from the 2003 yeah. series it's like that oh. red-haired guy that like is in love with baxter stockman yeah yeah he looks like i mean he kind of looks like the original baxter stockman right no, I mean, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll just be wrong in this case. <laughs> All right, next up. Maybe kind of looks like 87 Stockman, maybe, but not really that one either. That'd be hilarious if they, I'm like, sorry, I meant 87 Stockman, not the original Stockman. Oh, okay. It'd be hilarious sorry. if they, like, work that design in somehow. It would be kind of funny. But, like, as a different character. Yeah. Uh. All right, so let's uh, talk about what we liked. Finally. Oh, I love being a turtle. All right, hey, so it's your show. You can, you know, you go as long as you want. Oh, I, I <laughs> know. I, mean, I, I want to have, have the whole discussion. I'm just excited to finally talk about what I loved because yeah. I, I love stuff. You know, it's like, ooh, we're finally here. Because uh, there's a lot to love. Just the, you know, we're going to give number six, just the raging battle across New York and just getting to see, like, you know, the EPF and Utram locked in combat and their ships flying at each other and, and gunfire and everything else is, is pretty cool. Uh, and it's pretty fun to watch. I, I do like seeing the chaos and the turtles kind of also admitting that, like, we're in over our heads here. This is way bigger yeah. than us. 
I'm pretty sure Leo kills an Utrom. There's like a big splash of blood when he's cutting one of them. Which, like, I know they're not supposed to kill, but I'm pretty sure he got one. My favorite part, though, was definitely, like, Herman just opening up yeah. that, that whole dumpster. <laughs> that whole artillery. Oh, my God. And then yeah, Herman is so cool. Just very he specifically, is. like, uh, he's like, oh, I've, been, I've been saving that one for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is definitely one of my bullet points is just Herman. That's all it says, because... If you want to give me an entire splash page in an issue of Herman just unleashing fire, I'll take it every time. Oh, yeah. You know, you can you can give me a splash page in every single issue of Ninja Turtles. It's just Herman just going all out, and I will enjoy looking at it every time because I love Herman. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been explained like where he got the guns or the military experience or like who rigged all this thing up for him. But man, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would, yeah, like I think it's funny that like Herman Herman is just a mutated hermit crab, yeah, who was given the personality of like a, a like a military commando, like he was groomed to be that. Yeah, yeah. I I do want to. I don't know. I would love to actually see like just like a mini, just a short mini story that goes back in time and kind of tells us how Herman developed that personality, you know, like it, it does it have yeah. to be explained. No, but what I'd like to see it explained. Yes. No, like, I, I, I want a Herm. I want a Herman micro series. Yeah. If they just, yeah, me too. Like if they had like just this story where it's straight up, just him, like watching, like saving private Ryan or like some, like, you know, it's some mill, like, you know, army movie. And then he's just like, this is my personality now. <laughs> you know yeah, like you when go. he's being mutated like that would just be amazing it'd be hilarious i i would love that i'd love that for herman but no he, he's even one of those characters that i just would want in my roster for like a uh a ninja turtle fighting game because i feel like he'd be unique like you kind of have like a tank character but at the same time he's he would absolutely suck probably because he'd be like a zoner and a tank character and so you you're either stuck making him OP or like just not fast enough at all and just get the floor wiped with him if you want to make him character accurate. But still, that would be the character accurate way to do it, and I would appreciate. You gotta that. give him that that command grab with a metal claw that throws him across the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if they get too close, like maybe give him something like that, like to just kind of throw him back away and and kind of get back to zoning instead of instead of being quick and getting away from them. He could have attacks that would then like grab and throw <laughs> them back or something. Anyway. Yeah. It would be fun. I, I would like to see because I feel like you'd have to be creative to to really make that character an accurate interpretation of the character. And I know that's what I love about fighting games is like how much personality is packed into these characters in the roster when when they're done well. Yeah, and how their fighting style reflects it. It's it's cool. Anyway, uh, enough of my uh, fan fan fiction Ninja Turtle game. Uh, <laughs> I also, despite the fact that, like, he's not dead, I do like what they're doing with Krang. I, I really hope that it pays off with him, like, setting something into motion with his, like, final breaths kind of thing and then and then dying because I feel like that'd be a great end to the chapter of Krang and, and just kind of finally put that character to rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed when he died a couple issues ago. Like, it was... Yeah, but, I, was but I'm glad... too quick, you know? Yeah, like I was saying, like, but I'm glad that he's back because it, it does set up that 
he can go out like in a super blaze of glory. Yeah. That's that's what I'm hoping for too. And like I said, I him like having that tenacity and everything of like straight up coming back to life and he's like half alive is pretty epic. So I just like I like I just like that he's like he's like Darth Maul. He's just too angry to die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Totally. Yeah, so I, I would love to see see how this all pays off, even if he survives. Like I, I'd say that I like the tenacity mm-hmm. thing that they have going for him. And I just want to see how it affects the character or if, like I said, for me, I would prefer if he now dies at the end of this, goes out in a blaze of glory. But if even if he doesn't, it, it's still pretty cool. Uh, moving on to 138. Uh, I really, <laughs> if you saw me tweet it earlier, uh, I really just love cuddly floating above the city and all the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just as like, and then uh, Jenny's like, I need to get up somewhere like where I can do my power. And Cuddly's like, I can help with that. <laughs> like, get it in my mouth. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the other cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, I was just saying that like, this is another thing I noticed about a lot of these comics is that they, so uh, I just kind of have, have noticed it by like listening to other comic YouTubers and the comics I've read is that a lot of modern comics have kind of like shied away from like sound effects for whatever reason and like having them in panels. I think a lot of them make it, you know, it's like gives you a more grounded feeling or whatever else, but these comics still have them. Uh, like a lot of these Ninja Troll comics still have those awesome boom, booms and blahs and things yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like the onomatopoeias. Yeah, the onomatopoeias um, that are just great that you can. I know I'm jumping ahead here to Alliance Six, but did you notice when uh, when Chris's phone goes uh, off, it makes a uh, boing? I was gonna be, oh, I was gonna be mine. Yeah, um, I was gonna say like I love that Chris's uh, ringtone for when she gets a text message is uh, boing, and it's uh-huh. like and they drew and they drew it with a little spring. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, that I was that was really that. cute. Yeah, I, I I love that stuff. Like that's part of the awesome storytelling you can do with comic books. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but, it, but it's also, it's also fun for like Ninja Turtles specifically because like it, it's, it's specifically kind of counteracts everybody who thinks like the turtles like have to always be serious. Like that, like that just makes this very obvious that this is a comic book world. Like, especially with, you know, cuddly, the floating cow head above, you know, all the destruction going on in the city. Like, yes, but I would also argue that you can have a totally serious story and still include sound effects. Like, yes, I, I, I know you, the, I, I know you would argue that the idea that just, it's like, you know, you know, the, you know, you know, the kind of people I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, they're just, they're, they're great. They make for greater visuals and more to look at in the art and to appreciate. Like, there, there are things that are very unique to the, the medium of comics that are, like I said, just just awesome to look at and to be yeah. a part of and to see that you can't do in things like movies or TV shows. And so, like, I don't want the comic book I'm reading to just be a storyboard. You know, I'd want to actually yeah. have it be a comic book and and to take advantage of the medium and do the things that make it unique. And these these still do that. These comic books. That's part of what makes them so awesome is that they still do that uh, using the sound effects and they don't use a whole lot of thought bubbles, but that's another thing that, you know, you can get like inside characters heads and, and hear what they're thinking with thought bubbles and things. Anyway, with a shout book. out to Sean Lee, the best letterer in all of comics. Yeah. No awesome work. 
So I I'm a fan of the of the sound effect stuff. Yeah. And speaking of things that look really cool, like Churel looks amazing. Yeah, his triceraton body with like yeah, the skulls with the on skulls. the shoulders and stuff. Yeah. And the big like really blade cool. for an arm. Man, he looks cool. I'm so sad he died so quickly because I was like, and I would gave him watch like, like three comics of him just like tearing people apart. And they yeah. gave him like super huge eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Street Fighter Ryu eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I, I it, it does kind of bum me out a little bit that, that he did die so soon because I was hoping to to see more of him and kind of maybe see him taking more of Krang's place. But he does need to go by the end of Armageddon Games, and he isn't the main Utron villain. It is Krang. I understand that, but he, he was awesome while, while he was here, and he's been around for a while now. You know, it was only recently that he just really got to. Make his big move, and then, and then I guess die. Yeah, but yeah, that Triceraton body's awesome. Uh, the other thing uh, that I like is the baby Utron. Those things are adorable. They're they adorable. They're, they're they're just they're so cute. Baby Utrons are are one of the cutest things. Do I think they'd sell as well as Baby Yoda? Like no, like the pink fleshy blobs with adorable eyes probably won't do as well as Baby Yoda, but they're still adorable. Grogu, sorry. Grogu. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the mutant wall is finally down. I was like, couldn't someone just blow it up? Finally, yeah. after after 38 issues, someone has done it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Um. All right, Alliance number six. Uh, I. It's like the third page in, and like when they're all discussing their plan, and um, cries talking about like killing everybody. Um, and agent Lewis is like, uh, no, we're going to do things the hard way. <laughs> and Karai's just like, as you wish, there will be no intentional death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also do like Karai being one step ahead of shredder and still working another angle. Like it kind of brings us that like enigma confusing Karai thing that I, that I like about Karai where you're just like, whose side is she on like what what is her what are her goals you know what's she intending to do here i think uh, yeah because i feel like i feel like she was gone for a while at the end uh yeah. like hanging out with baxter so it's like somebody i mean because that, that's the other thing is like not everybody trusts karai like wholesale mm-hmm. so for her to be so long like so uh long with baxter by herself like that really um that really feels that like april would have noticed that yeah i mean maybe you know but granted you know they could just think that she is having to really negotiate with them at the same time you know i, I mean guess. yeah like probably but yeah but i i just love seeing stockman kind of because he's been like one step ahead of everyone for so long now that i like seeing him being put in a position where he's like oh crap like i am I am not ready for this, you know? Yeah. Like I like him trying to work it out. Like in his head is like, Oh, I don't think I can spin that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I like seeing that. And, and one thing I forgot to bring up with 138, uh, cause I forgot to put it in my notes is that man Ray dying in the wall collapsing on top of that. Like I like seeing this other side of Hob now where we can see him. Like we kind of got yeah. to see it when when Slash died, but he was also like looking at like taking advantage of Slash deaths as a motivation for his mutanimals to fight, and so to see him just like truly like at a loss, having lost you know these weasels that were kind of like his kids, 
they pretty much were his kids. Um, it, it's like a it's a it's a no a new side to old Hob that we haven't seen in a while, and we kind of get to see him be more human, for lack of a better term, like as a character, yeah. uh, which is which is cool. I wish we had gotten more of Flyborgs versus ninjas. Such an awesome concept. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that was the other awesome thing is yeah, when all the ninjas come in and they're just like, "What?" You know, you get yeah. you get to see the foot and ninjas here. being ninjas again. You know, being right. super secret and quiet, and having got in there past all the security systems. That that was also really cool. In number six, man, yeah, it makes me excited to see what they're gonna be doing with the foot. And that's the other thing is they got past all the security systems, which leads me to believe that like. Karai's going to be making like more high techy ninjas. Like I, I'm, if they bring in foot tech ninjas, man, and they got like cloaking stuff, that would be like the thing that yeah, that we're pretty close could to provide, that. right? Yeah, they could, man, that would be that would be cool stuff. I'm hoping I'm hoping to see something like that. Exciting time to be a turtles fan. So yeah, so three really good issues. Uh, we are almost at the end of the Armageddon game. It's been a fantastic ride so far. Um, all the ups and downs that we've talked about, but I think there's way more highs for this than there are lows. Yeah, no, like we, we like our anchovies segment was pretty long, but I think very little of it was actually talking right. about our anchovies and was other discussions. <laughs> yeah, like our second time around is pretty epic for this one. Um, but yeah, Keith, take us into the news. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. <laughs> All right, the news this week uh, just announced earlier today. Uh, we've we've kind of teased about it um, and talking about how it was probably going to be a thing, but officially announced today by IDW, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things are getting a little miniseries. Uh, not a lot was announced for it other than just uh, pictures of the cover as well as uh, that this is going to be kind of a crossover between Dark Horse Comics, uh, who, who do Stranger Things, um, and IDW, with art by Pharaoh Pay, who we've said we love, and Cameron Chittick. Um, there's no official write-up to go with this other than the comic crossover event of the summer is coming. Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things. Stay tuned for more details. IDW said earlier. Um, now this kind of goes right hand in hand with the uh, Playmates figures that we talked about last year. Um, yeah. That that were released. Uh, this isn't a hundred percent a cross like or a hundred percent like cross promotion with that. Like we don't really know um, if these are tied together just like that was. Um, but uh, I did notice that Eleven on the cover of that was revealed by IDW earlier. Eleven is wearing the same thing that she wore in the action figure. Same thing with um, the other characters. The only one that's not there is Hopper. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's coincidental that the action figures came out and, and now we're getting a comic book. Like I, I do. No, think I mean like this was always a, a planned thing. Like action figures take a year plus to design and get into going especially for these figures because they're all brand new sculpts for the turtles at least um but what is really interesting is that the turtles uh on this cover are in the upside down but they all have red masks 
implying that these are the Mirage Turtles, which is really neat. Um, but specifically what I was, what I've been pointing out to people for like a while is that like on the back of the action figures box, like there is this little story write up, um, where it says specifically the turtles have tracked TCRI's latest illegal experiments from New York city to Hawkins, Indiana, where it's trying to harness the power of the upside down. The half shell heroes must team up with 11 and her friends to try and stop TCRI's next experiment before it succeeds. So a couple issues there to kind of make it not seem like it takes place in Mirage, like because the Utron or TCRI wasn't evil in yeah. Mirage. Yeah, they're not but really this, villains. But they're not really villains, but this doesn't like really, I mean, like they, TCRI did commit experiments and those experiments could go awry, you know, kind of I mean, like, did they really? Cause like they're, I mean, they're Leatherhead, watching. Like Leatherhead the kind was an of, accident. Like he was well, an accident. Yeah, but he was an accident, but like he still went awry. So I'm, so, I'm, so I'm just saying like it, it, it fits very loosely into Mirage. And it, I mean, I honestly believe that this is the kind of story that they would have told in Mirage. So I'm excited well, for it. Just what they, they say it's like bad transmat technology or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I there's, mean, the underground, like, yeah, like you like the transmat thing going on, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the underworld. What's, what's it called? The upside, upside down. Upside down. That's what they call it. The upside down. I only watched season one. <laughs> well, you should watch the other ones. I, I've heard it's good. It's just, you know, it's a lot to watch. And uh, I mean, by the last season, every episode's only as long as like a movie. So it's not that much. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, the well, the, yeah. I well, get... the last season is coming up. I was have to the, so... the, la- the most recent season is what I meant. Yeah, I just have to gear myself up because it's like man, hour you know, hour long episode. Here we go. You know. Anyway, I mean, yeah, like it's it's a couple weekend worth of watching, but I'm excited for this. Um, that is a just later this summer is what is all they're saying. So pretty excited for that. Uh, also, if you uh, go shop at Target, the other two figures, um, Dustin and Lucas with Mikey and Donnie, those figures are now popping up in Targets. So you can also pre-order it um, on the Target website. Sweet. Uh, next up, NECA was continuing their April's April takeover uh, and revealed the next April figure that is going to be coming down the pipeline uh, with kind of a surprise, but we're going to get Grammy April in the IDW uh, Last Ronin toy line. But also specifically, what I thought was really surprising is that they included like Baby Yi, like one of the next generation of turtles with that with that figure. Like they specifically said it was Yi. Yeah, no, like, so that, that's, yeah, I mean, I hope, like, maybe if we end up getting, maybe it'll be with more action figures, like, maybe if we get one as well of, like, Casey Marie, you know, we'll get, like, another one of those future turtles, and, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, the rumor, the rumor right now is that every, or at least what everybody's talking about is that, um, Grammy April is either going to come with all four turtles, or at least two, and then Casey Marie will come with the other two. Yeah, that, yeah, those are the two most likely things I see happening. Which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, no word on when that is coming out. It's, you know, like NECA's been doing, it's just a tease. Uh, so we have one more week in April for uh, a reveal 
uh, as you listen to this, it will have already been revealed. Um, or yeah, this episode comes out on the day that it'll be revealed. So the smart money is on, uh, the updated tune April that everybody's been waiting for. Uh, I know that's, I mean, that's the easy money. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's that, but I thought, I hope they throw us a curveball and give us a page Turco, uh, April. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, they do have those secret of the use turtles, so it would make sense for them to. Yeah, exactly. Do that. Uh, on the comic book side of things, uh, the Wednesday after this episode comes out, so April 26th, you will have issue number 7 of Armageddon Games and issue 139 of the ongoing TMNT series available in your comic book shops. So if you want to keep reading along with us, make sure you pick those up. You know, Issue number 8 of Armageddon Games is going to be coming out at least a month after that so it'll be a little while till we cover that final chapter but nonetheless we're excited to see this story coming to an end as we've discussed in this entire podcast <laughs> <laughs> for good reason uh some things we want to end for bad reasons yeah yeah like the european vacation episodes speaking of spencer what are we doing next week next week we're finishing up the european vacation episodes with number 13 Oh, uh, dang. Season seven, which isn't actually season seven, but a season seven, but isn't, you know, that, that whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then issues. Not I only issues. have to say it when we're doing the episode. So oh, great. There you go. And then episodes 14 and 15, which will start us off with the not European vacation episodes. The actual season seven. The actual season seven. One and two in a way. So we have Elementary, My Dear Turtle, Night of the Dark Turtle, and The Star Child, which I believe was a member of Kiss. Uh, Starman. Uh, my bad. Starman's You're a DC close. hero. I thought. I thought it was. Starman was also a member of uh, Kiss. Oh, wow! There's like there's like four Starman in the DC universe, so that makes like a fifth Starman that is now cataloged in my brain. Well, guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We always appreciate it when you do that. Let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of this episode. Are you excited for the Armageddon game to end? Have you been loving it so far? Let us know. Uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour on Facebook and Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter and Instagram. So that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Hot soup. office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.
Cool. He is the Star Child. It is Star Child. Yeah. Pulse Wait, and, ki- and kiss. Yeah. I thought it was Star Man. Uncataloged. Yeah, and kiss is the Star Child, displaying one star over his right eye. For a brief time, Stanley tried out a new character, the Bandit, with a Lone Ranger style mask makeup pattern. Oh no! I feel like such an idiot. You have to revoke. Uh, what well, it's? I have to revoke your. Oh, I was thinking of Spaceman. Spaceman, Star Child. Yeah, Tommy Thayer is Spaceman. He's he's the new. Um, he's the, the new uh, lead guitar. Uh, if we ever do a live show, can we can we do it in like Kiss makeup? We'll all make our own. <laughs> I remember uh, I used to work at a uh, when I used to work at a hotel. Um, I late at night. Uh, I used to work. I used to work the overnight shift, and uh, we we were by a bunch of bars and stuff. And so we'd always have like weird weirdos come in, um, like come up the elevator, and we would see them like kind of fall out of the um, elevator and stuff and stumble to their rooms. So one night uh, the elevator was stuck. And like there were there were people inside of it, and we we're like, oh, like you know, we're gonna try and get get you out of there. And of course, it's the middle of the night, so like, you know, it's gonna take forever for the tech to get out there because I can't just open it like legally. I couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we cracked it open so they could at least get some air. Um, but it took like an hour uh, for before the tech got there, and so when they finally opened it up, uh, these four little people walk out and they're just like head to toe in kiss costumes and makeup. Yes. That's amazing. Um, and so we were just like, what the hell? Um, that we found, cause they had been telling us that like, Oh, like we're a, we're a band. Like we were playing in the bars and we're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, Hey, like we want to get you out and into your room. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a kiss cover band called mini kiss. All right. Amazing. Oh my lord! I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so we were like, we were like, oh my god. Um, so yeah, so that is my. This is a fun story I have. That's the yeah. closest I've ever gotten a kiss. <laughs> but you know, if we do want to dress up, I guess for for you know a video recording, we should all just you know cosplay as a Ninja Turtles character. There we go. Which will lead to all of us just being Casey Jones. Cause it's, <laughs> I'm going to dress as garbage, man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mini Kiss was in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. There you go. Oh, I don't How much does it cost to book them? I know. I'm looking at their like tour dates and services. <laughs> yeah. Inquire about our Mini Palooza package. Ooh. The news. So, like, the only, only news I could really think of is the. Um, uh, Stranger Things comic that was just announced. Yeah, <clears throat> which I, I think that officially that yeah that I think that means that the Street Fighter comic and this one were kind of things requested by. Uh, I don't think there were things that were requested by playmates because it's not like like these comics were probably made months ago around the time those originally dropped. Because <clears throat> Street Fighters Street Fighters doing a thirtieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Or thirty thirty fifth anniversary, um, which those figures were part of. Mm. So, thirty five years of Hadouken. Yeah, and so I think there's there's more to it. It's not because I saw what you said earlier. It, it's not as simple as that. Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't think Playmates has that pull, to be honest. I don't know. It sounds like they really throw themselves around quite a bit from, I don't know what Well, well yeah. I mean, they'll take anybody's money, but, mm-hmm. I, but I'm saying they didn't go to Capcom. Capcom probably went to them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or, I, or yeah. Capcom probably went to Nick. It's just it's just interesting that the action figures were made, and then like now after so much time, they've made uh, the crossover comic as well. Well, well, again, we don't know when this comic was originally supposed to come out. It might have been, you know, delayed for a long time. No, that's true. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like the figures were very much part of the 35th anniversary last year. They've also only released half of each line. Yeah, which is well, right. okay. So the, no, the Stranger Things uh, figures have finally started hitting uh, targets. So I, I saw them yesterday. Oh, cool! Like so, they they are in stores, and you've been able to get them on the website for about a month now. I didn't but know that. Once so, again, that but, like makes me wonder if there was like a delay on the comics, which is why they've held the other half of them for so long. And well, because like, because the the I mean that could be it. The I mean the original solicitations that we read last year. You know, they always said like February. Yeah. So like it's definitely possible. Yeah. I just don't I just don't think it it was just playmates going to Capcom and being like, hey, can we make action figures? You know? Yeah. No, I mean that's definitely possible. It could have been I don't know, an attempted synergy. It just seems really weird to me to like release the action figures and then the comic like that's just the weird part to me about it that's like, what i was saying yeah it's just, it's well, just like it's the opposite right well yeah, i mean like, not a, we i mean not always they, or the action you know toy production toy production takes like at least a year um yeah, especially but... especially for like new stuff so it's like these so these comics would have had to have been in the works maybe not that long mm-hmm but the deal would have had to have been made back then. Yeah. Well, like, like the deal could have been made, but like still like you'd at least usually think, I don't know, like for like for a movie or something like that, like usually the movie gets announced and then eventually you see the toys or like, right, but, the, know, but the toys are in, but the toys are in production while the movie's being made, which is why sometimes the toys don't look like the movie because the movie changed a design or something. Yeah. You know, that's that's very common. Um, it just it just seems really <clears throat> weird about how like soon the toys came out versus how long it's taken the comic to come out since the announcement of the toys. You know? Yeah. I mean, we I mean we like, won't it, know it unless comics. we get like yeah. we won't know unless we get like Paula Lore on the show and be like, Hey Paul, how long were you working on the that's Street true. Fighter comic? Him or I mean I'm sure Sarah would like to come on. I thought about yes yeah, if you're on someone else's show like yeah so sarah if you're listening to this you're dead to me just kidding sarah nah, you can you're not you're not dead to us we watch on yeah. the, we watch on the show really bad but we could definitely you know bring her on talk to her about uh you know coloring and things like that and uh you know i guess get a little more insight on the coming thing also paul lore that'd be cool too 